Shandri, quit being so damn polite and just give a mad-ass Viking battle cry to the fucking world at large. You need to kick ass and take names. Seriously, it would be totally therapeutic. A Viking battle cry? I grinned at Taylor Lane, my new, somewhat warped friend. Would I need to wield a large axe? Maybe do some raiding and pillaging of villages nearby? Smart ass. She said it with affection before turning back to the rock wall she was painting. Can I see what you're doing? Pausing, she gave me a narrow-eyed look and pointed her drippy paintbrush at me. Keep your Picasso-y self over there. I don't need a professional looking over my shoulder while I work. Get me all nervous. Make me mess up. Not even a peek? Will you give me a mad-ass battle cry right now? I half-snorted my short laugh. <laughs> of course not. Then no. Taylor's dreamwalking visits were always a great time. I never knew where we would end up or what was going to come out of her mouth. Usually, it would be something shocking to my Sunan sensibilities, but I loved it. I needed it. She was completely outrageous without apology. Just being around her made me feel more daring. She represented possibilities, which felt like a lifeline to me at this point. And she was going to be part of the family soon. One day, she'd popped into one of my dreams and said she was my brother's new hottie for like ever, and in a flash took me to Venice Beach where she said she lived with my brother. Not only was she joining with Ryder, but now she had all these new powers to harness, which allowed her to take us to the God's plane when she visited my dreams. The downside was, once I left this plane, I never remembered her until we returned. I've complained about this, of course, but she always says something like, I just do what I'm told, or even better when she told me she was just being a tool. Somehow, the gods control what she's able to do because we haven't officially met on the human plane, yet. No, seriously, Shandri, get up in people's faces, take a stand, make them your biatch. I promise you'll be a lot happier. She said this matter-of-factly as she continued to paint the rock wall with a few large, sweeping strokes that looked quite dramatic from where I was sitting. I craned my neck to see if I could catch a peek, but she noticed what I was doing and gave me a stern look, shaking her finger at me. Well, fine, I grumbled good-naturedly. I didn't want to see it anyway. But I really did, for some reason. Why in the world wasn't she going to let me look? I tried to brush it off and focus on the last nonsensical word she'd uttered. Biatch. And this was... Nope. Didn't get it. Okay, you've got me on this one. I shook my head. What does that even mean? It means you have to demand what you want when you want it and put your foot in someone's ass when they blow you off. You're too nice. How can being too nice be wrong? You ask that? Really? Look in the mirror. She gave her own unladylike snort as though I were being obtuse. First of all, I have no mirrors, and second, that makes no sense. 
Taylor gave me a knowing look. It makes perfect sense, and deep down, you totally get what I'm saying. You have too many resentful yeses in you when you need to find some good, cold-hearted, queen-of-the-kingdom no's. When was the last time you got what you wanted? My sigh held exasperation. The light-hearted feeling I counted on with Taylor, the sense of fun and adventure, began fading around the edges. It was turning into something more serious and real. If I'd wanted real, I'd be awake. Real life needed to remain in reality, not follow me into my dreams.